The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And what are we drinking to set the year off correctly? Well, we have to set the year off correctly with a martini. So we're having a dry martini, eight parts of uh, London Dry to one part Dolan Vermouth, and we like Tangeray London Dry. And six shakes of orange bitters, stirred, 100 turns, strained, and usually in cold glasses. These aren't cold today, but then served with orange twist. And I try to express, but that orange is getting older today. So not as much expression. Not as much expression. Yeah. yeah well, I do want to just say that we wish everybody who enjoys our podcast a really pleasant new year. Oh, yeah. A very kinky new year. Yeah. <laughs> And the conversation we're going to play, we recorded a couple of weeks ago, but then we got stuck in a move. And so yeah. we haven't been able to do anything until Not now. Not at all. Right? <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have some really interesting guests this year mm-hmm. and some interesting conversations. And we'll just keep pushing ahead Yeah. with our pod. So cheers to everybody. Cheers to everybody. Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Well, today we're going to have an interesting conversation mm-hmm. because I got pegged by my biker chick. Biker bitch. <laughs> well, biker bitch pegged her bitch. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's something we've been working up to. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be worthy to have a conversation about how we ended up here first. Sure. And then about sure. what, what happened today. So, sure. you know, first of all, we've been exploring femdom. Mm-hmm. And so this is in the context of femdom. It's not just uh, my girlfriend's pegging me, you know. Right, right. It's, it's really, it comes from a different place. So it's a DS context. Yep. And in that context, we've been playing with different aspects of your dominance and my submission. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the things you made a determination to do was to train me. And I didn't quite understand what that meant. And then one day you came home with your cock and you showed up with your strap on and your cock. And it almost blew my mind because it's like a <laughs> fantasy I've had since I was 20. Oh, my goodness. Right? That's so hot. It is. I mean, that's hot that you share that. Yeah. That's great. And so then that cock was... I'm never going to get in my ass because <laughs> you, you, I don't mean to digress because no. you're making me think of a million things and yeah. I don't mean to bring up the past, but yeah. I remember when I first got my chaps sized and fitted, cause you have to get them cut for you and yeah. they have a leather seamstress sew them. And, yeah. and you'll notice when I'm barefoot, like I was today, they're, they're super the long right. because you wear boots right, and they're exactly. meant to cover up yeah. and cover your clothes. So anyway, I'm feeling the feeling that you experienced today when I got my letters the first time. I mean, I swear when I put them on, I was like euphoric. Like, like I had already been riding my bike for a while. That wasn't it. It was right. the whole the outfit. The yeah. It comes down to the outfit yeah. that really put the exclamation point on, yeah, I'm a fucking rider. I ride bike because I was racing motorcycles. I was right. doing all of that, but never had the feeling that I felt dominant in that. Well, way. I mean you got to get like how sexy you are just straight out of the gates. And then you put chaps on. Oh my fucking God. Well, so here I am getting this primal feeling, this feeling. Yeah. And, and I recognize at the time my partner was not into me being primal, but, yeah. or into being dominant, but I still thought I offered all these things. Like, let's just ride the bikes right. out into the woods and you can fuck me on the chaps while I lean right. over the bike or something. I just thought that was just so cool. Never happened because, you know, Freddy cat person. Also, I think I scared him a little bit in that dominant, like initiating what I wanted to do, which is very much in the femdom what we're talking about today. So here I am today thinking about it's femdom Friday and what am I going to do? And I'm just like overtaken by, oh yeah, this is it. Because you had been progressing so well. So go back to your progression. Well, this, well, this is what I'm getting at, which is you showed me this cock you were going to fuck me with. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to get my and ass. And you've seen this cock for a while. Yeah, it's been sitting I went there. and specifically got it for you. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> or for me, I should say. Well, yes, I understand that this was your intention. Like You were thoughtful about it. You created a context called, I'm going to fuck you with a strap on, right? That was, was the context you created. We had an agreement. But totally, it was an yeah. agreement, but it was a context, right? So right. now you're like looking at my little tight ass and you're like, okay, let's start figuring How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this, right? Yeah. So why don't you talk me through what your thought process was? Because it was, you know, you clearly know, you got me here. It's interesting. I've heard lots of dominant females, whether they're professional or not, just hearing them talk about a lot of them as they came to their dominance or, or even if they continued as a switch, but as they explored their dominance, that a lot of them say they started out as a submissive, which I think that's a society thing. And I think it's also a position of learning, right? Okay. So it's a place of start. But traditionally for women, that's where women like are expected to be, I mean, on tr very, very conservative traditional roles. Yes. And so a lot of them have explored their submission, which often leads to ass play and different things like that. And it's a trial by error because of course the person pegging them probably doesn't know a shit thing about what it is to really get something in your ass. Right. And so you are negotiating and talking and you're reading and you're figuring it out and you do. And if you have a really great dominant, they help you with that. But I'm not saying everyone does. Right. I didn't at the time when I first explored this. And so I first explored it myself and was really turned off by it. It, it was because I didn't connect with my partner. There's many. You, you, you tried getting ass fucked and didn't like it is what you're saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're not saying you tried pegging. No, I didn't pay. I'm not talking no, about no. pegging. I'm talking about ass getting, ass getting ass yeah, fucked yeah. as a submissive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't attached to my partner, so that's part of it. I wasn't relaxed. I'd never, it was, you know, kind of rammed down my ass, instead, right. or if you will. And I thought, wow, that's what sex is supposed to feel like, painful like that. You know, I had fissures afterwards. Right. There was a lot of problems. And, you know, I can't complain because, you know, then I'm just not a good sex partner kind of thing. So I miserably just handled myself in silence. So then flash forward, I hadn't done that in a long time because I kind of said, stop, that's it. We're not doing that, which I don't know if he honored because I think we did it a couple of times, but I was not into that fully. That was not. You removed your consent, basically. Right. And so you withdrew your consent. yeah. Yeah. So then playing with you and you, you know, you want an ass to mouth whore, you want a three hole slut. And I was game for it. I just remember my biggest trepidation was like, ass play, I don't know. Like, I have to be okay with this. But this is a new person, right? You know, you had a lot of traits my ex didn't, right? right? Of course, that led me to think I'd be willing to try it again with him. Right. And let's see what happens. Of course, it went great. Yeah, well, because you I were, had experience. yeah, you were had experience, and it wasn't about going zero to sixty. It was about training and coaching me to be the slut you wanted me to be. And of course, now I am that. You're right? a total asshole, right? Yeah, yeah like yeah. I totally love that, and I love it in the greatest ways that can be. I think I'm experiencing a whole new level of sexual experience with that. Right. Right. So, you know, as someone who's been a submissive, especially since I'm honestly a dominant, also, I'm not just topping you. Right. There's a difference. And one isn't better than the other. I'm just no, saying no. They're just there's different absolutely things. a difference. Just apples and oranges. And right. so when I'm in that dominant role yes. for myself, it is about, like, it all comes out. Like, you know what I do professionally and everything comes out in that mode. Like, okay, this is the end goal. Like, I want this. I want to be able to do this, but I'm patient. You were patient with me. Tons patient with me. And I remember the kindness and just all of it being just a building of our relationship. So I was like, I can do the same thing. So I kind of tested the waters with you on, you know, just touching the anus, just on the outside. Right. Does, you know, you love that. That gives you sensations. Okay. Cause it's, no, it's not like we hadn't had ass play in the past. Cause you, we did we prostate, done but, I, but this was yeah. intentional for ass play, not just prostate. Right. And so I was being intentional on that. So I know that that, but, and I'm also in a different view. Right. If you think about it, when we did prostate massage and things like that, you're still in your dominant mode. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a view where I'm not seeing. So now I'm in a view where I'm dominant and I get to see what I'm playing with. Right. Like actually see and see your body react and everything. Right. And so I started with my fingers and then I think my when we first started, my nails were short, but then they got longer really quick because they grew and they got sharp too. So I started putting on a finger condom because my main thing is you're extremely clean. You take care of yourself. Right which I appreciate as a dominant because that's one of our things that's a limit for us is scat. And so even if it's not really anything major, it it still takes away from the experience. It's It's kind of like an achiness, whatever. But you take care of yourself fantastically. So I just use my finger through those phases of massaging your prostate while, you know, playing with your junk basically and just seeing what your reaction is. Because also you're in a different position. You're on your hands and knees. These are all different positions which create psyche changes when you're standing or you're kneeling on the top of the chair. It's a completely different place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so then I looked at size of toys, different toys and plugs and things. I got you a plug, but it ended up being 
too short of a stem, but also too small, really, truly. Now, there's no way. It's too small for you to retain for any period of time. Right. So the point is that what you're doing is you're getting me used to having things introduced into my First, First, it was about getting things introduced. Yes. Just things, anything, things. And then also figuring out how much lube you need and the combination of lubes that we figured out. Lots. Yeah, lots of lube. Yeah. And we still haven't tried this, but I do want to try and this. Then, and then when you think that's enough lube, use more lube. Oh, yeah. Pull yeah. out and use more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, and there's nothing wrong about pulling out and giving your sub a break. Yeah. And then going back in because there's a whole like euphoric, at least for me, there's, you know, it's great. This is what's great. I'm digressing right now, but I'm going to tell you this. What's great about this play, since you fuck my ass. Right. When I peg you. It's such an amazing experience for me because you do have a prostate, but I also have my G spot, which right. is a different part of what the prostate probably was at one point or Maybe, whatever. Yeah. Right. And my G spot goes up into my canal, anal, anal canal area, yeah. just like your prostate. Not quite as much, but right. close. But I feel like this is the same entryway that we both have in right. common. Like we both have this in common. So the right. submission we feel in this type of pathway similar is is like what makes us human together right like we share that right just like with the yeah. whole goal of us exploring enlarging my clit we're not right. trying to make my clit your cock, cock. that's not it at all because that's not what we're trying to do but the sensations i have are getting similar more and more similar to what it is for a man when they stroke their cock or right. things like that never was i didn't have access to before yeah you're jumping way ahead. Right, okay. Well, so the first step was introducing things to my ass. Yeah. Lack of butt plug. Just things. Lack your fingers. Then, right? then sizes. And then at some point you introduced like the rainbow dildo, which is our smallest well, starter dildo. But that's what I mean. I actually tried sizes of things. Like there was a point, and I was naive early on, when I was playing with you in my fingers, and I could feel there was yeah. a lot of plyway there. When I first bought, I was because I was excited, I had just bought it for you. Yeah. I absolutely didn't have an intention or pressure that you needed to take it, Ray, but I was curious if it would because I knew what the rainbow dildo was. Yeah, my cock. Yeah. And so then we try and we get the head in, but we can't get past the sphincter and you're struggling. It's about twice the diameter. Yeah, you're struggling. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, no. And really, I honestly felt nothing was wrong. Nothing's wrong. Okay, he's not ready for that. I get it. I, I mean, there. I get there's people that are size whores out there yeah. on both persuasions, but sure. the reality is that's not what I'm looking for is pressure or fullness or size. It's about does it stimulate the right areas well, to I mean, lead me to orgasm? Well, I mean, the point is we have a loving relationship. Of course. I'm your lover. Yeah. I'm not your like, pain slut, right? Right, and that, yeah. that's the difference. And I'm not into that. Right. I mean- I like, I'm a masochist, I like pain, yeah. but the way I'm wired, I'm much more sensual dominant. Yeah, so it wasn't your intention to get the biggest cock you could and make me uh, take it. What you or chose- Or scare you even. Or scare me. What you chose was one that was mm-hmm. bigger than the little mini one we have, yes. that felt to you substantial enough, enough. and that yep. you thought would- be a really good experience for me as your for me too right. because of, because it is a what is, I would consider a standardized length for most cocks yeah I don't know what that is but I can visually see it you know right and so we weren't going for you know long dong shong no. over here or itty bitty mini here right. 
We were going for something that was more realistic in the sense of if it's super long, I get people want the really long cocks or they want the girthy ones. Yeah. The super long ones, there's a sometimes there's a lot of bend and give yeah. in the actual dildo because it is so big. Also, that's a huge stroke rate. So you have to understand we're somewhat different sizes. When I'm in the fuck chair right. on my knees based on my upper leg length, And the way I sit, you have figured out how to have me urge my back and put me in a certain way if you tell me to move my knees out or whatever. But to know that that's the right height for you, because you kind of, you like straight, but you also really like to kind of dive into it with a gravity kind of, yeah, you like to, you like to come from above going down. I found that what that does is it both stretches you. Yes. But also it stimulates your G-spot. It does. Yeah. And whether you're in my ass or I felt you do that yeah. in both ways. Yeah. So that's your, you know, your biomechanics yeah, my, my MO. Yeah. on what you do. But for me, I'm a lot taller on my lower leg or maybe it's my upper leg. I can't figure out which it is. But I tried standing between your feet when you were on the chair in all fours thinking I could be between you, but I'm too tall. I'm hitting your tailbone. Right. So I went on the outside of your feet, and which gives me actually more leverage. So you're leverage, a little more straddled. A little more straddled, which is yeah. not bad because I found I have more leverage that way. You have way. more leverage and you're balanced. Yeah. And you can kind of get squatty and be into it. Yeah. And it also gets me closer to your body because I love draping myself over you while I'm fucking you. It's so fucking sensual. So the point is that it took... A couple months for you to... How long did it take? Because we started a couple months ago? A couple months ago, yeah. Yeah. A couple months for you to move me from your finger to a butt plug to the mini. So let's We have the Enjoy, which is like a small ball and a steel rod. And then uh, the The Rainbow, Rainbow. which is like a smaller starter cock. We haven't tried the glass one in a while, but you're probably close to the glass one now. Yeah, I'm not sure that would appeal to me at all because it's the wrong sensation for me. But... but but you haven't tried it. It yeah. is. It, yeah, you're yeah. right. Because there has to do with whether they have give or whether they're hard. Yeah. Right. But the <sighs> enjoy works for enjoy you. Enjoy does. Yeah. So I'm going to still try that to see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. be fun to try. So at a certain point, you pegged me with the enjoy. Not the enjoy. With the, with the rainbow. Uh, with the rainbow. Yeah, I that, did. I, I put it that into, was the the, first time you into me. my harness. Because I wasn't sure if it would fit. Like yeah. not that the dick part would fit. It would fit. But you have to have the ring and the wonderful harness we have from the dungeon store. It's amazing because I can put it right on my clit. And then I can also put any, there's three rings with it. And I can put any three rings to size it. So what I did is I put the smaller ring because the rainbow plug has a bigger base. Right. It's totally fine. It gives me actually some more maneuverability like a real cock would be. Yeah. Sometimes if they're just, if they fit so tight in the ring. It doesn't wiggle. You can't move it. Like yeah. I actually got to a point where I was wiggling inside you. Now, the point that you made to me earlier today was that when you put that harness on, you spread your pussy lips so that the base of the harness is pressing against your clit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when you're fucking me with that on, either the rainbow or your cock, either one, you're getting feedback through your clit. Well, think about it too. When I'm like deeply inserted and yeah. you feel me rubbing up and down, Yeah. that's what I'm doing. You're masturbating. The, on your plug. On my plug. Inside yeah. of me. Inside of you. Yeah. It's a motherfucker, no, isn't hot. it? Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. So all of that took a couple of months. And you tried your cock once before and it didn't fit. Then you tried it again, but this time you left it in where it was tight and you let it just stretch there for a while. I let it stay there. Yeah. And so there was a, a moment of like getting a sense of the size of it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Too. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then today you show up in your biker ch- chaps with chaps your cock on. With and my harness on. You almost and my cock. fucked my brain right there. And then I left the room. I know. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. So I don't know why that is so hot for me. It just is hot for me. So let me ask you this. So why, as a woman, pegging your partner, as a dominant woman, pegging mm-hmm. your partner, why is that a turn on for you? Well, I'm not like most people, so I'll probably be wired different. First of all, when you're, I'm doing it now. Yes. I've been experiencing the last few times whether I've been using no harness and just right. a dildo. I've been rubbing myself up against whatever's there right. to give me like that mm, either great sensation and or the hotness of it and right. or leading me to the point where I'm more reactive to that whole thing, right. that mind fuck thing, right? The whole yeah. thing. So that's what I've been doing and yeah. I've been enjoying it. And so today you show up and you're going to fuck your bitch as a biker bitch. Yeah. I don't, why is that so hot? You know what it is? It's like, so I'm just exploring newly yes. my dominance, not my original dominance, but yeah. my dominance as a dominance. sexual creature Yeah, because I, Never had a forum to do that, right? right? Never a safe place. Now, I've dominated my whole life. Like, there isn't a time that you see me in my life, especially when you're transparent as a kid, I was dominant. So this is your natural way of being. That's my natural way of being. Right. The reason I like submissive part, too... And I never knew on the dominant side I could have this access, but because of society, that the submissive part was everything else that I didn't have out for everybody else to see. My dominance was forward. I was the kid that didn't care what you thought of me right. and probably had a ton of friends, but I also had a ton of enemies because I had the way you should do things. Like there's a certain way to do things, right? right? I believe in order and there's things to do and you right. should do it. And if you aren't, you're an asshole basically. <laughs> and I lived my life that way through school yeah. and all that stuff. And quite frankly, most of my friends were boys. We're not girls. And so then I go through this whole part of my life real formative time where I don't feel connected as a female. Now, let me explain. At no point did I feel dykey or or like I was lesbian. You you have no attraction to women at all. It absolutely wasn't a thing. What I was is I was labeled when I was little and I, because this was still happening in Oregon at the time, that you're a tomboy because I happened to be before school age so maybe four or five, and I was running around in a hundred degree weather in, in Oregon, right? It was hot summer. And I was running around like everybody else was in their overalls right. with no t-shirt. I didn't think anything was wrong. So right. that's an amazing feat right. to be at that all the way to that age. And you don't feel anything's wrong. And then my world crashed because someone said there was something wrong. Yeah. And my incident was that not for my peer friends Mm. kids playing with us not even from parents we went to a market to buy some ice cream and my friend the time colin who was wearing exactly the same thing as me it's not like she had boobs at four or five right okay but she had long hair and i was an athlete and had short hair Mm. but i had like a dorothy hamill haircut whatever it was in the fashion then and I mean, literally, these guys were pushing through the crowd, right. was waiting in line, and they pushed me. Hey, boy, go over here. Not like they messed up. No one in that day would say, hey, boy, if they're right. really dealing with a girl. It just didn't happen. Right. So I said, I'm not a, I made a whole scene in the store. I'm not a boy. Right. And he was an adult and got uncomfortable because he right. didn't understand. Like, 
he made a mistake, let's just say, but he made an assumption on a lot of things that were going on there. And so then I carried that story with me like, oh, that's why I can't be that way in the bedroom. I understand. Well, I mean, the one thing I know about you from the very first few pictures you ever sent me when we were dating or courting, even before courting, when we were just getting to know each other, Uh you sent me pictures of your body that made me understand that you had complete comfort with your body. Like you have... Did you request things out of me or did I just send them? No, you just sent me pictures. I probably did because, see, this is a side. (laughs) This is actually what an exhibition is. is. I I can't even explain to people when they ask me, you have like almost heading towards 2,500 pictures, I think. It's not that I'm trying to win some race. I have so many pictures right now on my phone I haven't even posted. I'm behind. Like I'm... (laughs) I'm a year and a half behind oh, on some oh of them. And so no, you just it very isn't, comfortable in your body. Yeah, you it, it isn't. Uh, I don't even, you know what it is? I tr- you're, I think you're, you hit it on the head. I don't even feel really titillated by it. Right. I will speak for myself. I'm, I can only speak for myself as an exhibitionist. I think there are some exhibitionists who every single posting of themselves in that extravagant way that they think is extravagant right. is a high, Right. Okay, and then there's a bunch of of exhibitions who have to up themselves. They right. they only get continue the high. The high lasts so long, and then they've got to up the game, and then right. they've got a great high. And so if they're slow and metered about it, it's very successful right. because you're also aging during that time. Right. And so as you age, your preferences and your abilities change, and right. so then people can meet the goal. So listen up, aging people that are on the progression method. But I think... I'm a different breed. I'm just an exhibitionist and that there is no, I mean, I've shown my body as whatever it is, right? This, this entire this protein meat sack. sack. Right. So I'm, I don't, there, there really is no feeling. I post it for, why do I post then? People would ask. I post for myself. Yeah. Like, like I lived a whole life for somebody else or something else or someone, you know, a group of people, a group else. This is the first time in life I've done something that's only been mine. Like even when you talk in your vanilla life about your Facebook or Twitter or whatever right. you're dealing with, you talk about how post-divorce, <laughs> I get to find out who I am and then express that however I want. I don't have to think about every other person behind me worried about what I say. There's a freedom in that. And so going back to my dominance, there's a freedom in me expressing myself as, as such, right? As a dominant, right. Versus worrying that, that I try to escape into submission at times and yeah. then come back. They're both part of me. I definitely think some of my submissions saved my life. I mean, literally saved my life. So I am thankful for my submission, but I also know that's not a forced thing. I don't have to force that, but I've never had to force my dominance. My dominance has been primary for me from the get-go. So in your current iteration of Of your self, self, (laughs) yes, this this, this 2022 version at the end of the year, Mm -hmm. almost 2023 version of you, you're exploring yourself as a sexual dominant with me and it's amazing and today you had an experience where you literally strapped on the cock that you purchased for me to use Mm -hmm. and you fucked me in a way that fulfilled on that intention so i mean you're saying that's what's so hot makes me high yeah i'm sitting here and i just present myself and you're like gushing and i i'm always like 
it, it just wells me up with heat in my face. Like I, maybe I'm blushing. I don't know, yeah, but I'm like, that's what it is. But yeah. I'm like, so euphoric, like, Oh, I did something right. Like I finally made a choice for myself and did something right. And I, it's not because I'm, a, I'm out of confidence, but again, if you haven't brought this into your sexual life ever, you have to imagine I'm like a little kid learning all over. Now I have a lot more faculties about me. And I'm suave and that kind of thing. I can figure things out. However, there's still the mechanics that disrupt what you think you planned that are involved in the switch. And I've had people say to me, well, then you're dominant all day long, like 12 hours of the day. And then you come home and you submit or how do you, you know, how do you do that? It's because I really believe this. We've talked about this before. I I want you yourself, Saffer, to define yourself in the future because you're still very new at this. Mm. But at some point you'll get clarity. I got clarity. I thought it was a dirty little secret if I was dominant. So what I chose is submission because that's all I knew without knowing what I really was. Who knows if the prior experience for 30 years was completely the wrong thing for 30 years. Who knows, Mm. right? Possibly. I'm not saying it is, but who knows, right? Because I thought it was dysfunctional. But now I move into something that I think is healthy, right? By all standards that I've heard, even from professional consultants with me, that I have both. Like I really enjoy both parts. Well, the difference between what you lived in before and what you're living in now comes down to this. In the present, you're getting to be self-expressed. Exactly. In the past, you were expressing a part of yourself on demand. Yes. And not always did that demand align with who you were wanting to be. Correct. But now you have the actual freedom to express yourself the way you wish to express yourself fully as the a sexual creature. freedom and support. Well, you have the complete the full love and devotion, right, of your partner yeah. to be fully self-expressed, right? Now, when this opportunity availed itself of you, it occurred more as a surprise, right? Like you, this actually came about randomly out of the blue as a surprise. And all of a sudden you're like having access to yourself as a dominant. Mm-hmm. And on a gradient, we've moved from having access to, to where you're standing over me and let this fucking my ass, right? Well, like I remember in the beginning, just trying to figure out the first three, maybe six sessions was all about us figuring each other out. Right. We have this base dynamic that we are both committed to that has never changed. And then we're navigating even understandings of how we move through the rabbit hole because we're two separate people experiencing this and we're having our own reaction on what that means to us, right? Meaning. Yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm. so really it took having the, I would never say, I'm saying it right. I'm going to say this today and I would never have said this before. So I had to have the courage to come to him and say, this is what I'm thinking sometimes when you're asking me to be dominant, 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 like this is what I'm thinking. And part of it is me being who I am at my root, whether it's submissive or dominant. If I'm a dominant, I'm going to be as careful and as clear and precise as I can be because, I mean, that's just how I go to market, right? And then... As a submissive, I do the same thing. So that's the thread. So whether I'm switching in the middle of going to to work with someone else or coming back to you, it's an easy switch for me because that's not a switch of whole power. That's just, 
oh, I'm over here now and this is someone I love and there's yeah, other right. greater context here. Great. Well, I mean, here's the thing. What's clear to me is that what we're up to is an evolution of an organic process, right? You have organically begun to access yourself as a femdom, as a dominant. Yeah. Right. And in our scene, the way we seen, we've created a process of steps, like a series of steps that... Beginning steps, yeah. Th that sort of build the scene, right? And build our context for it. Build our context, right? So the first thing you did was you put cuffs on me. And then the second no, thing you no, did... No, the first thing I did... Well, the first thing you did was a collar, but then... No, the first thing I did, as I said, I'm going to fuck you in an hour and a half. <laughs> Wait, Today? Today. No, I'm, I'm talking about today. I'll come back to hey, today. Hey, that's part of today. I'm going to come back to today. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, in, in the full context, like the first thing you did was you, you oh, tried to Oh, in color. our... In, yeah, in then, then you, then you okay. put uh, cuffs on me, and that sort of gave us a way to get into a headspace, The right? cuff was important. It was important. We got into a headspace, and then because our initial access point was clitification, we started with you standing over me, fucking my face with your clit, right? Mm -hmm. And so... And so that got you into this dominant mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And then little by little, we've done a series of scenes day after day after day where you've done different iterations of right. fuck my face, sit on my face, flog me, finger me, stretch my ass with dildos. Like all of that was occurring, right? Like that was yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So today what happened was you said, in an hour and a half, I'm going to fuck you, basically, right? You didn't say that. You said you get ready to be used. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then I got ready to be used. I, put, I said, what do you want? And you said, set the room up. And then as I was setting the room up, you said, leave my cock in the other room. <laughs> I said it firmly. Yeah. Firm. Like dominant. <laughs> right. Like I'm in charge. And <laughs> you're like, don't touch a hot potato. <laughs> yeah. Hot potato. Yeah. I was like, oh, OK. So now I had it in my head. You were going to fuck my ass with that, right? Oh, I know you did. Yeah, so I knew you did. It was a great mind fuck. It was good. It was good because I've been prepared for this. I've been training been, for this. I've been training you towards it. You have been training me, right? And so then. So you're, you know what you're doing during this time. This is what's so hilarious. So this is what you're doing now. During this time where you think I'm going to use that, now you are all about strategy, how you're going to win the game. You're going to make it through this because you're going to win. I guarantee you, you have strategy. I didn't have a win. I didn't have a win mindset. Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm not you. I didn't, I didn't have a win mindset. What I had was a determination as you're submissive to please you. Right? Oh, that's so sweet. That's yeah. better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... I'm sitting there stroking my cock while you're getting changed and you come out and you're leathered up and I'm like, oh my God. And then you say, wait. I disappear. And then you just like move out. You're just gone. I'm like, holy shit. Like what's going on, right? Yeah. But then you come back and you've got your cock strapped on. Yep. And I just about lost my mind. I just about really? did. I oh. knew you were touching yourself. Oh my God. Because you're that, like, if I touch, I'll blow. That's like so hot. I mean- First of all, you're sexier than shit. But secondly, you're in your leathers. You got your cock. You've got the whole femdom thing happening. Oh, and I figured out how it worked today with all those devices. It was great. Yeah. And so then, you know, you took me through a little bit of a like impact scene and a little bit of a flogging. And I mean, honestly, by the time you came to fuck my ass, I was about ready for that. Right. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Trying and to you, figure that and out. And you slipped right in, right? Well, but then you fucked my ass. That's right? all. Like it never. That never happens because of the dominant. 
or no. whoever's on top doing it. No, that's that's they, because we're together. But that's a, true of anything. Yeah. It's, you know, you can definitely think get force your cock in any hole pretty much, but that doesn't mean the experience is going to be like we had, right? And that's what I'm trying to create is even though there's mm, challenges or adjustments in order to understand what's happening, but, right. you know, there's a big difference between trying to understand what's happening where your mind is versus that I am stopping this now. Right. right? Yeah. Right? So what was your so, occurring as you slipped into me? Like, how did that occur to you? Well, so for me, using my cock that I've chosen right. has been a process of watching because I know what it's like on the other end. So yeah. I'm thinking of the things I think of, like if I'm super tight, which whether or not the person penetrating you knows this or not. Right. There is, if you're super tight, sometimes if you just relax a little bit, not try to push through, it'll go in. Sometimes also though, which is a mind fuck to this question here, is that if you go too slow, then the muscles start to be able to contract and they can grab and that can be abrasive. And usually if it's abrasive, it's not really any problem that's happened. It's just the lube has dripped away. I want to make a big point about this because I think that... It's important for men. Are you about lube now? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important for men who are about to get ass fucked to ask for more lube. I want to get at the way you feel when you're fucking me. I want to get at the way it occurs for you. Like like you're fucking me and you've got that cock pressing against your clit. I want to know, how do you feel? Not the sexual feelings. I'm going to talk about both. Okay. The sexual feeling, the physical feeling I have. Yeah. Is like me being in control of the Hitachi. Granted, the Hitachi has a vibration, but I'm also not ramming it into my clit, right? Right. And I've tried that before and that doesn't work with the Hitachi. But here I am like connected. Like I feel like the harness is connected to me and so it's connected to you. And I'm an oralist. So I today just talked to you about vocal. You were very vocal today. And for you, that was very vocal. And I was like, wow, that's such great feedback because you really start to hear someone engage on something and you know whether to continue or you know whether maybe we need to change something. So this is an important point, right? So you needed a certain feedback. Yes. And I wasn't giving that to you and you asked me for it. I did talk to you about it. And so that enhanced your experience. And it did. And, And I imagine... And this is my undertone that I talked yeah. to you about it because I do believe this too. It's yeah. not like I had ulterior motives. Yeah. What I was really after was I said, who knows what you have access to, but if you you tend to be a quiet person, yeah. even in the throes of it, I have learned to hear you, but I think on the first times of being with you, I wouldn't know what's going on. Like right. I was like, oh, that's it. You know, like I couldn't tell. Like right. I could And then I ejaculate. You're yeah. Like, oh, and you're like. You must have enjoyed it because he ejaculated. And then, I mean, the whole time I'm enjoying myself. Don't right. get me wrong. Right. I'm just like concerned lover, like making sure. He had a good time. And then it's like, we talk about it, which is lucky for me. So I get some affirmation about it. Right, so you hear me vocalizing. Yes. You're fucking me. How does it feel? It's more of a turn on. Well, first of all, I don't have these questions afterwards right. in my head. And second of all, I learn. So there's so many things. I learn about your sounds that right. equate to an experience. Right. Fantastic. Because as, as an oralist, I'm like fucking turned on by fucking sound. You're all over there. Okay. Right. And so then to watch your body, to be in that dominant mode while I'm fucking you. Right. I mean, it's a whole mind fuck when I go from being fucked and knowing what that feels like. Yeah. And in my mind's eye, I am imagining 
you doing that. Right. But you know me. I'm also visual. So fucking when I can fucking see you, right. it's all about angles so for me. It's a huge turn on. It's a fucking huge turn on. And you have orgasms. Orgasms from it, yes. And the way that that occurs is you spread your lips, you allow the base of the cock to press against you, and you drive your clit into that. Yeah. So you're, you're actually so, fucking me with your clit. So listen, that way, right? clit fucking yeah. the way that I'm describing it, and... I'm sorry, I haven't found a woman that had a big enough clit, right. you know, right? But it's such a power move to be surfing on a man's cock right. while he's erect. Right. So you're, you know, you're not putting him in the best position. He doesn't, it could be painful at times, right. but you're driving the cock into his abdomen and then you're riding it through. Well, depending on the curve of the cock, ladies, curve is important. I really fucking, girth and curve, Right. And so when I know you're penetrating me, I know the curve of the the angle of entry, basically. I know what that means to me. And it's euphoric. Right. So where I, should I say kneel? Yeah, where I kneel is at your behest. And the way it occurs to me is you create an occurring of my little bitch I'm going to fuck for me, right? Right. That's that you create. And then you progress through your fingers, one finger, two fingers, the dildo, mm-hmm. the enjoy, and you get to a point where you're like, I'm listening to this, to listening to this, I'm experiencing and I'm listening. And I hear you sort of step back and then I get the sense that, okay, what's coming next is your cock, right? And I know that because you stand close to me with your leathers, right? And then I feel this thing pressing against me and I do all That's I all can. That's all sensation, what you're talking about right now. Yeah. And I do all I can to just let go and relax so you can have access to me. Because what I want more than anything is for my leather biker chick to fuck my ass, right? And what happened today? Oh my God. You totally did. You actually No, we did. Me. And we did confidently. Like I was, co- I was right? cognizant of you. Like I told you before, I- yeah. Halfway through, it pull half out and right. put lube back on. I want to make a point there. That's a very important thing. Like, and you can on, pull all the way out too. Well, on, on the but receiving, for you, but on the because you're end, new, yeah. I didn't think entry and re-entry, entry, okay. re-entry would but, be but good. But on the receiving end, that is so important to pull, you know, after you've been inside a, yeah. a man for a while yeah. Yeah. or a woman's ass. doesn't matter. They're both the same. Yeah. Then you want to pull out a little bit and add more lube. You because do. Because there's no lube in the ass. So what I learned yeah. Yeah. was toys create a different friction than my own body. Yes. Right. My fingers or whatever. Right. So what I figured out was when I start with you, yeah. I can start with either silicone or water. Okay. And play with you and- and like you didn't, maybe you didn't know, but there was a point where I was, I had played with you long enough fingering you yeah. with one finger that the next time I pushed on you, you relaxed and my two fingers fit in. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And so, so then what it helped with was I was trying to lube you more because- I could feel that. Because feel you doing that. Yeah. the anus has, it's a, it's a muscle, so it crimps up. And so it creates what I would call wrinkles when it's right. tightened. And then when it releases, it, it allows it to have more expansion if it, if it needed it, right. right? But it's very prolapsed. It just kind of holds itself closed. Right. And so when you relax on a muscle that's involuntary, basically, that's amazing to me yeah. in your control. That's an actual landmark thing it's, we it's, look for for some, anal training. It's something we've trained to. And how would I know that? Because yeah. I went through it. Right, exactly. Right. Now- 
you were saying that you're you're busy fucking me. You're standing over me mm. and you're fucking and me. And leaning over you, as, touching you. As my dominant and you're in that mode and you're experiencing sexual pleasure in yep. that process. Well, I'll say this. There is a equal for me as a dominant, what happens for me when I get like, particularly today, there was a state that happened yeah. not very long, but I would say it was there enough for me to recognize there's some other altered place that I haven't ever seen before. Right. Oh, interesting. I will say that from my experience as a submissive to have the experience of your dominant taking you as a submissive mm -hmm. by ass fucking you. It's one of the most powerful sexual experiences I've ever had. Wow. Not ever. And I've had sex thousands of times. Well, just with you thousands of times, but, but thousands but still, of times. Right? Thousands of times. And I've never had an experience like that. That was that was remarkable. Now, the thing is that the way that it played out mm -hmm. from my fantasy of as a twenty year old right. to what occurred today, it actually was one of the more surprising experiences I've ever had. Surprising, like you saw yourself, pieces of yourself back then. Did you? No, I didn't really see pieces of myself. It's more, it's more the fantasy that I had, and the reality that I'm living. It's like the contrast between like light and dark. Incongruence. Yeah, they're just light and dark. They're different, right? They're completely mm -hmm. different. And you see, the way you're expressing yourself as a femdom is such a growth in your sexuality. And the way this played out today was kind of like an exclamation could you point. Could right? you have predicted it? No. I had no idea. Yeah. No, I had no crazy. idea. Did you? Like when I said to you, I, I have the scene in place. Like I already know. Today. And you, you said something. To, you asked me a question or something. I said, have you been thinking about it? And you said, and yes, I said, I of have. course I have. Well, that was today. But I mean, like three no. months ago. No, you no, not three this? months ago. But I'm right. talking about today. Right. Knowing that we had already made that choice hours earlier. Yeah. Which was, I mean, people don't know that happens. That's part of the, that's, that's part, part of, of our foreplay, our, our foreplay right. is to determine where we really are. So. There's two things working on there to determine what we're going to be in whatever time we choose later. Right. Then we know exactly where to be in our questions. Right. So we're prepared. Okay. I just want you to know that for 20 years, I've had this fantasy of being taken by my partner. And today you took me in a way that oh, fulfilled okay. on a adventure that I've anticipated for almost all my life, 40 years. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was remarkable. It was quite beautiful, and I loved it. And I loved being an effect of your dominance. That's a I huge, loved it. like responsibility for me. Uh, I love you. Yeah, and that I can't change that I'm a central dominant. I have to be connected to my play partners, right? You are whatever that level is, right? Uh, I love you. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!